Warning! Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. Get <gasps> it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Trez, what are you drinking? Today I'm drinking pucka, chamomile, vanilla and manuka honey. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, I like chamomile, but sometimes I like, you know, the little bit extras of the, the honey and the vanilla mm-hmm. when I'm feeling fancy. Oh, you are fancy. What are you drinking? I'm very fancy. <laughs> not just plain old vanilla. Or plain old, <laughs> plain old, plain old vanilla. <laughs> I'm, what uh, are you drinking today, Marie? I'm drinking a hot lemon ginger and Jensen's infusion, Marks and Spencer's tea. Well, that sounds really nice. Okay, and what about your and what about your me time? Today, I'm going to do a Garnier Moisture Balm Pomegranate Hydrating Face Sheet Mask for dehydrated skin. That's the longest name. I was going to say, geez, that's a mouthful. It? that's the actual title oh gosh uh yeah it's the moisture bomb masks i think you know them oh my god i feel like we're just repeating i've definitely talked about this that i don't know what the pomegranate does no but i thought it brought like the blood to the surface of the skin oh god you've got a great memory am i right or am i making shit up? i think that's um it sounds right something like that wasn't it today i've just got this sephora mask peeling grapefruit mask thing it's like a grapefruit peeling mask very nice. Oh, so you have pomegranate and I have grapefruit. So fruity today. So fruity today. I actually have a pomegranate upstairs. Can I like, crack it open? And... Like the food? It's so loud though. What do you mean it's loud? Mm-hmm. How is a pomegranate loud? Because you have to like unshell all the little... Have you ever, have you ever ate a pomegranate? I've only eaten pomegranate when it's been given to me already de-seeded. De-seeded, yeah. yeah. It's quite... Uh, the fiasco. Like, <laughs> it looks like blood, so you have to cut a slice it open, mm-hmm. and it's like you're you have to get a big plate to like all the juice, and the juice pools, and it looks like blood. And every single little kernel is like encapsulated in this like little hole, so uh-huh. you have to like dig each one of them out. It takes a long time to eat a pomegranate. That's why it's so expensive when you buy it all done. Yeah, because yeah. some the, the people have gone to quite well. They might have machines. I was going to say it's probably a machine, know. but still. Yeah, I had a, a drink recently that had pomegranate in the drink. It's really nice. I like pomegranate. Very trendy. Is it? Well, like when when you start seeing it in cocktails, it must be. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just in season. I don't know. I had no, I didn't. I was going to say I had a spicy margarita the other day, but I didn't. Sure. When do you not have a spicy? Margarita? <laughs> I didn't have one the other day. Do you know? Do you know I still haven't had one yet? Oh, you need to have one. Get Have one. I do. Quickly, quickly. I really need to have one, yeah. Or else DIY. You know what I have been having, which is so bad. Like, this happens to me every winter, party season, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I have been drinking Bailey's. Oh, it's so good. So good. Oh, oh so good. Have you had it hot? What? What? See, you're, you're in quite a warm climate, so that might not be good. No, it's cold over here. So Oh, it's so good hot. So uh-huh. good hot. Who told it's, you that? Um, I don't know who told me. I'm not sure. 
we just started doing it like we went to where did we go we went to Copenhagen uh-huh we were at this theme park called Tivoli it's so super cute and they had this little like Christmas market and they were selling like Bailey's hot chocolate uh-huh and it was so freaking good and then we like came home and we were like why don't we just heat up the Bailey's <laughs> then we just started <laughs> drinking these like warm Bailey's but when you drink it like because of the steam because it's hot you like inhale the alcohol it's like (laughs) really intense you don't have to do straight baileys you can mix it with hot chocolate that is also really i'm looking at it here i've just typed in hot baileys and it's like baileys boozy hot cocoa Mm. i think that's mostly what people are doing i know maybe it's just dan and i that just drink it straight like (laughs) hot like it's just like it's so intense because the heat intensifies the alcohol if that makes sense you can taste like it more can, well it's like a, it's made of like yeah. a whiskey right it's a whiskey liqueur yes yeah hot whiskey i do like hot whiskey i like hot like a hot toddy and like mulled wine mm-hmm. i really like the hot alcoholic drinks yeah hot cocktails are like a big thing over here now during the winter hot cocktails hot cocktails especially last year when it was locked down and you mm-hmm. weren't allowed to sit inside restaurants. So oh, you yeah. sit outside yeah. You're not going to get on the street. A fucking margarita like that, are you? Yeah. You would see, sit outside on the street, bundle up in your coat and your scarf and your gloves and you get a hot cocktail and then they'd bring you out water bottles, hot water bottles. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I like the that. things that we did. To, like, to just to, any sense of normality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's like this is so not normal. Yeah, <laughs> but you not even do that. not even comfortable. No, it was horrible. <laughs> you freezing your tits off, and you just anything for a bit of yeah. Yeah, I've got. I am stocked full of mulled wine. I am ready for my for my hot booze. Love mulled wine. Actually, we made sangria recently, which mm-hmm. is such a like summer drink. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and it's. December and but we had went on holiday to Portugal and we had mul- or sangria like every single day mm-hmm. we just had this like you get a taste for something you know mm-hmm. so we wanted to recreate it at home it's a lot of effort it's a lot of fruit yeah I would, like a lot I would think so I don't yeah yeah but it's um it's I mean it's, it's, it's mulled wine's kind of like sangria heated up right um well it sounds like like cloves and stuff in it and cinnamon so yeah it's more spices yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But there's like orange there is orange in it, in it. yeah yeah, yeah. So i was at a sangria i was at a house party like a few years ago and the girl just made it from like yellowtail wine she just like made it herself so i have that in the cupboard oh that's what i like that's my usual drink that's my go-to wine not if, I, I, not if i'm being fancy i didn't think you were a red wine drinker oh i love red wine do you prefer red or white i think i prefer i'm not really a wine person but Mm. if i had to have one with like dinner or something i would pick white if i'd pick prosecco if there was prosecco oh yeah i've got two bottles of prosecco ready for christmas yeah i've got one upstairs as well i have so many gins as well people keep buying me gins and i'm like ah yay i'm not gonna drink all of these like i'm not i bought you you gin last year bitch did you buy me, buy me gin? I have so many gins. Uh, People don't buy me gins. No more gin. 
Prosecco only. Because I'll have maybe like one or two, maybe one or two gin tonics, like the odd Friday. Like yeah, but you always months. say that when you're if at even. Dan's parents' house, like you and the mom have a gin and tonic. So I'm like, oh, she must really like we gin. We do, but like, it's always just their gin. I never, bring, bring yeah, I own. should start bringing the gin. Yeah, you should bring it as a present. House. Well, you know, we did it the last time, actually. Dan did bring... What was it called? Gunpowder? Have you ever heard of that? Oh, aren't you? It's fancy. Gunpowder gin, yeah, it's very nice. Um, what were we? There was a reason we were... I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Okay. Let's just go on. Okay. So, we're doing something slightly different today. Have you heard of the Cloak-Kinog... The Cloak-Kinog Forest Man? <laughs> Take that as a no. No, from anyone. I don't know. It's just a yeah. common thing. Yeah. Is he like Bigfoot or what? No, he's not like Bigfoot. <laughs> Irish Bigfoot? No. Okay, forest man. We're not in Ireland today. <gasps> Where are we? Today, Scotland? No, today we're finally in Wales again. We're like, ne- we're never Okay, in that was Wales. my next choice. Yeah, well. Just because it's a funny name. Clulcanog. They have very different clothes. I'm probably saying it wrong. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. So today's case place today's case takes place in Wales in 2015 on November okay. 14th, which is Kirsty's birthday. Happy birthday, Kirsty! Happy birthday, Kirsty! It's not her birthday, but happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Okay. We'll see of this episode and bring it out now. Oh, that's a long time. Two car enthusiast brothers, Andrew and Mark Middle, were camping in Cloakanog Clo- Forest. Camping in November? Are you wise? What? <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, but I'm judging them already. <gasps> the... Nutters. So cold mm. and damp, right? They must have a mm-hmm. climate like us. Very damp. They must be very experienced campers. Well, maybe, maybe. Like, Do you know? They were following mm. the 2015 Wales Rally GB. What's that? What do you think it is? The cards? Yeah. Cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I had no idea people camped for that. Yeah, see. Right? That seems like they must really like it. Yeah, you know the way you would see the spectators? That's them, the, mm-hmm. these brothers, and they're like the forest, like standing. Uh-huh. They go around the corner and they'll be watching from like a tree. I know, and you're in the most precarious I know. like places, teetering over the edge. So right, so they camp there and then they like wake up so they can see a car go by for two seconds. I know cars. Go Whatever like, you're into, I don't know. It's bananas. But I mean, like it goes by so fast. Like it literally goes by in like what? Like you said, yeah. it's going a hundred miles an hour. It's like yeah. two seconds. But it's like the Formula One. Like it's. It's so expensive to go to Formula One, uh-huh. and then you you literally see like a few minutes worth of like action. You know, you'll see a few cars go by. Yeah, you know. But if you add it all up, it's like you've paid so much money for like a few minutes. <laughs> Madness. So in the evening, after the show or the rally or the sport or whatever it's called, after that was done, the brothers needed to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I've no We're idea. so girly, the rally or the, the sport rally? or whatever. Whatever. The race, the race. <laughs> the race, yeah, that's it. Oh, actually, I don't even know. Is a rally a race? Wait, yeah, is it a race? a race? 
I don't know. Are they racing or is it like a... Formula One is a race. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much Formula One on in my house. It's oh, really? Insane. I didn't know Dan was into and it. And Lewis Hamilton just wins like every time. So I'm like, why are we watching this? He's just going to win. And does he win every time? Yeah. Jeez. So I'm like, what? What? Well, you know he's going to win. <laughs> Where's, like, the, Where's the point? I just don't like him because he cheated on Nicole same. Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Yeah, same. So I cannot like I him. I can't like him. No. No. And every time he wins, I'm like so annoyed. I don't like him. He's very cocky. He is. So it's like, wow, you can drive a car real fast in a circle. But can you keep a marriage alive? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry. So anyway, so the race is over and the boys are like, the brothers are like, okay, we need to start a fire, get back to camp and start a fire. So... Mark grabs a torch and he sets off into the dark forest looking for suitable dry wood. Oh god, this is scary. And also in November, how dry is the wood going to be? Oh no, you're so right. I'm worried for them. These middle brothers, oh dear. And I'm so worried that they're going to bump into this like Bigfoot man in the forest. Like, what is coming here? (laughs) Also, I've seen Slenderman like legit... What on my walk home a person there yeah so there is mean. far there there's a park full of trees it's basically a forest oh, right, on okay. my walk home uh-huh. and there's this tall ass skinny dude with really long legs and really long arms and i legit seen slenderman on my walk home. <laughs> and i've never walked so fast like it was so so scary and i just wondered do other people think that when they see him? Like that poor guy. Like he just happens. Are you t- saying it was that. actually a guy? I thought you said the oh, trees. Oh, this was definitely a person. Oh, a very very scary. How person. tall is he? He should not be allowed to walk through the forest. He was so <laughs> tall and so skinny. He be allowed in the and forest. I was like, "Do you know what you look like right now?" I'm not joking. And he was like in dark clothes, really oh. long limbs. He was a person though. <laughs> but oh. Uh, the town had a meeting and we've all decided you are not allowed to stand yeah, beside the no, forest. You're scaring too many people. <laughs> it was horrible. And again, it's November, so it's like, it's yeah. really dark, you know? So yeah. it's just like, it was horrible. I, mean, <laughs> I felt like texting you, but it was in the evening and you wouldn't have been awake and you wouldn't have cared. But <laughs> What would I have done? I know, I just felt like I needed to tell. I mean, like, write this down. This is great content, Tres. Tell me on the podcast. There you go. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, anyway, so, right. It's not going to bump into Slender Man. Just okay. spoiler. So, <clears throat> Mark, uh, while scanning the ground with his torch, the light shined on something very out of place and something not suitable for firewood. What do you think it is? So it, it, it's just something shiny. Like he's metallic. on the ground and he's found something. No, it's not shiny. His light shined oh. on something. Oh, Out sorry. of place. Um, and it's not... Something out of place in a forest? Mm. That could be anything? Mm-hmm. Like a gun? No. Okay. It was dark. Give me another guess. You want Give it? me a clue. Okay. Dark? It, um... You need to get the police involved. <gasps> a body <gasps> it was dark oh poor guy <laughs> it was dark there was moss and undergrowth all covering it Mark yeah, went covering in covering the body Mark went in for a closer look 
Yes. He looked closer and closer. It was definitely a human skull. Oh, a bone? Yeah, skull. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So it's just been sitting there. That would freak me the fuck out. I would scream. Like how long it's been sitting there? It's, I know. It's a skull. It's been there for like years. So that means no one's been in that part of the forest? Yeah. I would just freak. You would hear me scream. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so creepy. That's really freaky. Although I yeah. think a fresh body would freak me out more though. Oh, I think so. Yeah. 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 But like, okay. Mark went back to the tent to tell his brother and they rang the police at 8.35 p.m. The North Wales police came right away. They checked the area. Other bones were found. The cops confirmed that, yes, the brothers had stumbled across the fully decomposed remains of a human male. After the initial discovery, police estimated that based on tree growth, body decomposition, and the fact that the area of the forest where the victim was, was planted in 1985, police believed that the body was left there sometime between 1995 and 2005. Which is like quite a big gap. And we are in 2015. The body's location was easily accessible as it was only a few metres from two forest roads. It was like... so bizarre. Yeah. It was like... Like literally just like thrown in. Yeah. I guess it was covered in moss, but like things in forests move a lot. So I don't... Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, when the body was put there, it would have been... I mean, if it's only a few metres from the road, it would... Like, how how did nobody notice it, like, driving past? I don't don't know. Or, you know, somebody pulling over to wee or walk their dog or, you know? Nobody went for a walk in that area for 20 years? I mean, it just was well buried and maybe an animal, like, dug it up recently or something i don't think so okay after the discovery the police started a large scale five-week search of the forest they were able to uncover an almost entire male skeleton the majority of the skeleton was discovered scattered amongst the trees and undergrowth wait a minute so that means someone chopped him up i don't know whether he was chopped up it didn't say that or, you know, the way, like, animals can, like... I was just going to yeah, say that, yeah. can, mo- can, like, move the body and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. All of the bones were only a few metres from the location of the skull. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Two days after the discovery, the remains were removed to be examined by a pathologist. The pathologist was able to extract a DNA profile. However, no match was found in the UK National DNA Database nor the UK Missing Persons Unit. Also during the five-week investigation, biologists and forensics anthropologists gathered samples and evidence from the undergrowth in in an attempt to date the body. A pathological investigation indicated that the man died from a a blunt trauma to the head. With no murder weapon in the forest, police theorized that it was most likely the man was murdered in an unknown location and dumped in the forest. They think that this happened sometime between 2004 
and 2010. Don't you think that's a long, don't you think that's a long gap? Like, how can you, like, estimate that somebody is murdered and dumped? Like, within six, it's like a six year gap. Yeah. That yeah. is a big gap. It's a very big gap. It was sometime between 2004 and 2010. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not going to make it easier to find out. And to think that somebody has got away with murder for that long. For is, that long. Yeah. yeah. Without, and they don't seem to have any guilt or something like they haven't came forward. Yeah. Nothing's come out about it. They've got, they've just been extremely lucky because they were sloppy. Yeah. As well. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not even buried. Not even buried. Yeah. From what the scientists could gather, they determined it is likely that the time of his death is... They determined it is likely that at the time of his death, the man would have been in his 60s, born before 1950 and aged at least over... at least over 54. He would have been well-built... And between five foot eight and five foot ten inches tall, they could also tell from his bones that he had arthritis and an inflammatory condition in his spine and joints. The victim would have experienced pain and stiffness, and would have reduced movement. The victim had also had a previous injury to his spine, a fused vertebrae, a broken nose, and possible injury to his left wrist. He was also missing a number of teeth during his life, which would have resulted in sunken cheeks. All of the victim's posterior molar teeth were absent, which suggests that he did not have good oral hygiene. However, the victim seemed to have a very sudden change of circumstance due to extensive dental work a very high quality completed later in his life. The police stated that the victim had undergone two identifiable dental procedures in life. The first was that the victim had crowns to his two front teeth, work which appeared to be done in the UK between 1980 and 2000. The second procedure was an uncommon procedure, a remedial filling to a temporary plastic crown which had been badly worn. John Rosie, a forensic odontologist, stated that the dental work was highly distinctive and involved specialist work. It could allow a dentist to identify the victim, if a dentist could come forward. Information regarding the victim's dental work was quickly published in the dentistry journals by the police. Some items of clothing were found near the body, but it could not be confirmed if these were the victim's clothes. The clothes were a dark green Pringle jumper, and some dark red decomposed Marks and Spencer underwear. The underwear had been manufactured in 1999, and Pringle of Scotland confirmed that the ju- Pringle of Scotland? The Kringle or the Pringle? The Pringle of Scotland. Why did I write the Pringle of Scotland? Okay. That's a ba- that's an autocorrect. I don't know what's the I, <laughs> I mean it could be one second. Oh, it's a fashion company. Oh, it's They're called, called the- Pringle of Scotland. Luxury knitwear in cashmere. Mm, cashmere. Ooh. Oh. Of course it's cashmere. cashmere. Yeah, cashmere. And then every time I go to buy it, I'm like, 
a chicken out and I'm like, no, it's too expensive. It is expensive, right? But then I'm always like, I want something cashmere. Like a jumper. Just to say it's cashmere. It's cashmere. Is that from Fraser? It's from Seinfeld. Of course it's cashmere. Pringle of Scotland confirmed that the jumper was in production between 2000 and 2004. So we're able to like shorten the timeline. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely alive in 2000. Okay. If we could confirm the, well, if the, if the, if the clothes are his. If we could confirm the underwear was his, it would shorten the time period in which he was murdered. Despite reaching out to the public, no one came forward. The police wondered, who was he? What did he do? Did he have no family? And how can no one miss you? Oh wait, I think that's just me wondering. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm getting a little bit personal I'm there. Like, wait. Oh, that's me thinking. How <laughs> can nobody miss you? How can nobody I don't know, miss you? Some people that I don't know. So he's been gone for about fifteen years, and he isn't on any missing persons, and he's dressed quite well. If hmm. the clothes are yeah, his. Yeah, Pringle Scotland. Hmm. Yeah, and Marks and Spencer's undies. <laughs> <laughs> About seven to eight months later, in June 2016, the police re-released a photograph of the victim's jawbone in the hopes that a dentist may recognise the dental work and identify the victim. The police mm-hmm. also announced that they will undertake familial DNA research, so... His DNA is like currently in the system. Mm-hmm. So like it didn't have a match, but now mm-hmm. if you do like 23andMe or all those other ones, if you do a DNA thingy, you could get matched to him. Especially if you're in real. Yes. Mm-hmm. You did that, didn't you? Dan did it and it was just like you're, you're Irish. so boring. It was like, <laughs> it was like, He's like 99% Irish, but then 1% that they couldn't determine or something. I don't know. That sounds like a waste of money. It was. It's really only for Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly a year later, on the 26th of September 2016, police released predictive images on BBC Crime Watch, showing how the man would have looked when he would have looked when he was alive. At the ages of 50, I find that 60. I know, it's so fun, right? Looking How at the, do that? I don't know. the cheekbones and jawbones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The director of Face Lab said they predicted the shape of his face and features by looking at muscles and taking measurements. Face Lab stated, This face is quite a strong male face. It has quite deep set eyes. Although the nose has been previously broken, it it would still look quite straight. Because mm-hmm. of the loss of quite a few teeth, he would have had very sunken cheeks. However, there are mm-hmm. many details that Face Lab like cannot be sure of, including his exact skin color, like as well, like you know, how often is he outside? You know, that's gonna change mm-hmm. how you look. Mm-hmm. As well as hair color and eye color. Totally unpredictable. A year after this is a year after the discovery of the skeleton, police tried to reinvigorate the public's awareness. The brothers were interviewed again. In a news statement, Mark said, "It's just a bit sad that he's been there here that long, and people have just been driving past, probably daily, not realizing he was there." 
Andrew added, I know it is sad, isn't it? Yeah. Andrew added, it's not easy. I'm reminded of it pretty much every day, really. That somebody has lost their life up here and nobody found him. It, that it had to be us that found him. Police said that the BBC Crime Watch programme has already led to a number of possible leads on the man's identity. Once we get the name, we can work out who we can work out we can work out did this person become a victim who was responsible and why did they want to kill him mm-hmm. however nothing more has came from the case in March 2017 the police announced that they had been in discussions with notorious serial killer Peter Moore who we have not covered mm-hmm. okay Peter Moore wrote a letter to police saying that the clone and Nog Forest man was found in exactly the same place that he had buried his youngest victim, 28-year-old Edward Carthy. The exact same place? Uh-huh, in the exact but wait, same place. Wouldn't police have known that? Yeah. They Why were, did he have to tell them? Well, they like checked it and they were like, yeah, it is. I don't know if every cop would remember every exact location. Oh, yeah, okay, you know? yeah, I know, yeah. So, so, but why is he offering up this information? Does this not make him look suspicious? I don't know why. Maybe he just wants attention. He said that he knew the identity of the Clugnog Forest man. He said he was... And did he? I don't know. He might... I don't know. Peter Moore said that he was a mature student at the... Well, Welsh is so hard. Aberwith hmm. Swith University, who had disappeared in 1996. Moore refused to identify the victim's names. The victim's what? name. Yeah, he said he Why? wanted to. <sighs> is he just. Uh, uh, it does sound like attention. Is he, lo- is he bullshitting? Yeah. However, the daily. Like, wait, wait, what, what do you have to lose? Just give up the name. Like. I know. Maybe he's looking for a lesser time. I don't know. Mm. Or he's looking for a microwave in his cell. <laughs> I don't know. Like Trez's mm. door. I was just about to say that. So it reminded me of. Makes, that was a cell. Makes it. <laughs> Essentially. It was really. You had the your size own, of it. You had like. your own bathroom. Wait, didn't you? you didn't, I did. Yeah. I had a waterfall shower. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. The size of my fucking shower. Yeah, showers are so important. Aren't they? And the problem is when you are looking in an apartment or even in a hotel, you can't tell. Yeah. Is it going to be good? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And it's not as if you can be like, can I test out the shower? You know, like you can sit on the bed, but you can't, you don't know with the shower. Yeah. Well, I was Sorry. told that whenever you go to view a flat, you should always like run the water in all the taps and stuff anywhere there's like right. a, for a while because sometimes some like <gasps> tenants who are like, pissed uh-huh. off like maybe they're being kicked uh-huh. out we'll put cement put in the tank cement down the drains and so when you put the yeah. water in it'll like harden i've heard of that yeah. who would be that evil it's so mean right so because as you say like yeah you're pissed off at the landlord but there's other people coming in don't yeah. screw other people over so you should always run your taps to make sure the water oh goes down for ages that's good when you're viewing it um, so the Daily Post, they were like, okay, who is this um, mature student at the university that Peter Moore is like banging on about? Mm-hmm. So they did some digging of their own. 
and indeed there was a mature student who disappeared during his first year of university. Mm-hmm. Roger Evans of Bradley near Stroke-on-Trent. Despite continued scientific research and outreach to the public, nothing has been established since 2015. His DNA is in the system, but it is only useful if a family member contributes theirs to a DNA thing- mm. thingy. Mm-hmm. So who is the Clolnanog forest man? And why was he murdered? And why does no one care? Rate, review no. and subscribe. It's so sad. I know. Okay, I feel really bad because I thought at the start, I thought... You thought it was a Bigfoot? <laughs> like a forest man sounds like the flipping Unibomber or some creep in the forest. You know what I mean? Do- I think- killing people or... The Clolnanog forest man. And it still is just up in the air. Yeah. How do you spell coal? C-L-O-C-A-E-N-O-G. Maybe it's Clolinog. But I know that they... Clolinog? No idea. I know that they have a lot of... I think they have a lot of O's in Welsh. Yeah. Don't they have the way they talk? Clolinog. Oh, the renders are kind of... Creeping me out a little bit, the face rendering thing. The reconstruction thing, sorry, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. He looks like an average white dude, you know? Yeah. Kind of could be anyone like. It's very sad to think oh, that he was there. How sad. Can be there for so long and nobody found you. Do you think the serial killer had something to do with that? I think, right. So he's got broken nose. Broken wrist, broken uh-huh. back. Like, I'm just like, okay, uh-huh. it sounds like he may have been in some dodgy shit. Like, it looks like he's been beaten up, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe he was in, like, some mobby gang, mafia-type stuff. And, uh... yeah. Because, like, obviously, though, oh, wait, they didn't have a fingerprint? Yeah. Although, mm-hmm. I feel like if he was an ex-con... They would have been able to like find that faster. Surely they would have had his DNA. So I don't think mm-hmm. he was. I don't think he was an ex-con. I think he was playing with a bad crowd. Mm. Yeah, probably. We'll never know. We'll never know. Just like Peter Bergman, we'll never know. Yeah, I was looking for another Peter Bergman. Oh yeah, That's stuff just... like that is just. Ugh. Yeah. Just unanswered things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think that's the end. The end. The end. Review and subscribe. Please. And you can also, I was able to set up the RSS feed to Facebook. So if you are a big Facebook user, you can listen to the episodes on Facebook. They're released at the exact same time as Apple and Spotify. Love stuff like that. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, who'd have thought? And, oh, and if you're on Facebook, if you could rate us, apparently the more ratings we get, like more stars, the more likely we are to be thrown into the algorithm. Like you may also like this group, uh, this podcast, yeah. this page. And we haven't got mm-hmm. any stars, which makes me sad. <laughs> but we've got a lot of like, likes and a lot of like followers but no stars oh yeah people probably don't know about the stars i don't think i would have known that all right guys see you next time bye bye
Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.